1: Probably more bad news for Ray shortstop Wander Franco. He's now been placed on the restricted list for at least a week, and he is now subject of an official investigation by Major League Baseball. On top of that, Steve Versnick, authorities in his uh, native Dominican Republic, Mark Tompkin reports, are also investigating, and uh, that's according to the Associated Press. Um, Of course, you know the whole thing began on Sunday. There's a series of uh, media posts that Franco had been involved in an inappropriate relationship with a minor. I believe this is a 14-year-old girl. Allegedly, I'm not exactly sure if that has been uh, formally identified. But he didn't play in Sunday's game. He also didn't travel with the team Sunday night to San Francisco. They began their three-game series against the Giants. Then they go to Anaheim on Sunday. Uh, The Rays said on Monday, this was their statement, that the team and Wander Franco have mutually agreed that he will go on the restricted list and take leave from the club for the duration of the current road trip. Um, and that of course could be extended if um, baseball's investigation you know warrants that and and also it potentially could lead to a suspension. Um, right now Franco's first game back would be August 22nd home against Colorado. Um, this is escalating to a point where I mean, work has to be done here. An investigation has to be had um, both for Franco uh, and uh, you know, the rays to, to find out what, if anything exists. I mean, obviously I guess Franco took to social media. This was, I guess this would have been before the game ended yesterday. Steve, is that right?
0: Yes. So it was an Instagram live before the game pregame. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was in it was in Spanish. It's been translated, but it's him uh, on his Instagram saying, uh, and this is the translation. They say that I'm in public with a little girl that I'm running around with a minor. People don't know uh, what to do with their time. They don't know what they're talking about. That's why I prefer to be on my side and not get involved with anybody uh, because people gossip and talk smack. Um, And then someone off camera walks by and says people are always looking to get money. And then Franco responded, "You tell him." And a few seconds later, Jose Surrey walked by, was dancing, and Franco laughed, and he said, "That's the best rhythm." Is a slang expression for "I'm good, brother." Um, yeah. So obviously, that's the first we've heard uh, from Wander about this alleged incident, saying that uh, people want money, so there might be. He believe it sounds like he believes anyway. There's just some kind of shakedown involved here uh, with the whole situation. But, you know, potentially, like, if this thing were to go a very bad way for Wander Franco and therefore bad for the Rays, you have to think about this, and I think I mentioned it yesterday, but if you just look at who Wander is at 22 years old and what he's likely to become, um, notwithstanding off field issues and all of that, you're talking about a guy Steve this this could he could easily and I mean not easily but but given his career arc become the greatest ray of all time I mean this could be a ten time all star this could be Derek Jeter esque right for the Rays um, in terms of his impact on the ball club for many many years and he's and he's under contract for a number of years because they've locked him up so you think about the greatest Rays that ever played. You say, what, like Evan Longoria? Mm-hmm. There's been a number of pitchers and things like that. Wander Franco, in baseball, given his current production and what he's already accomplished at age 22, you're talking about the greatest Ray of all time, potentially, that could be erased.
0: Well, even just look at this year. I, I believe he's fourth in baseball in war, second in the American League, only behind Otani.
1: That's crazy.
0: I think Acuna, and I think there's one other in the National League ahead of him in war. Yeah. You know, and he's 22, and he's just starting to come into his own. And, and we've even seen a, a, a transition in his bat and and how, you know, he's gone through some ups and downs this year, as every player does. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of as he's hit, this team has gone. Yeah. You know, he had a bad July hitting, and the team slumped. And he's starting to hit better, and the team was getting better. He's hit. He's um, yeah, there's no question. I mean, in, in, you know, we've known this for years particularly mm-hmm. if you talk to Neil Solance, that Wanda yeah. Franco had this chance to be the best Ray of all time. No question it about really it. It still did. does. And we'll yeah. see what comes of this. I mean, absolutely. you know, him being put on the restricted list and not traveling with the team is really the only option all parties had in this mm-hmm. and, and until they, you know, can investigate and figure out what happened or, or what's going on and, and what the, the truth is. I mean, you're seeing a bunch of social media posts you know, what's actual truth and what's trying to get money and what's somebody speculating and, and, you know, all this stuff, we don't know. I mean, you know, you could sit there and read all these posts and look through them all, and and you have no idea what really happened.
1: No, in social media especially, you know, I mean, anyone can post anything and allege anything. And, of course, you know, you can always counter with, um, you know, defamation and things like this. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, anyone that, that has an Instagram account um, and has been in the company of Wander Franco. I, I will grant you that you know the ones, the pictures that I've seen don't necessarily don't necessarily help him. Um, but that aside, it is best for both him and the Rays because one, you don't want to put a guy on the field if, in fact, there's a serious problem here um, and he is under investigation. And two, um, what would you be subjecting him in the Rays to? You know what I mean? Like it would mm-hmm. be a kind of a circus a little bit. And I'm not sure it didn't affect them when they played on Sunday. They got blown out nine to one. It didn't seem like there was many guys whose whose hearts were into that game. Um not trying to make excuses for him, but that that was a fact. So yeah, he would he would become a distraction to his ball club. Um it would be a a tough environment for him to perform or you can imagine on the road a visiting visiting fan base um what their reaction would, would be with this, these allegations. So, you know, for all parties involved and that's why it's mutual, Mm -hmm. they decided, you know, sit this one out and hopefully the hope would be that they can, you know, quickly come to the bottom of it and, and know which way they're going by the time the race uh, get back here from this, from this road trip.
0: Right. And I think the timing too is important. I mean the week long, you know, I don't know if it'll be answered in a week, but they're mm-hmm. on a week-long road trip, so it's easy to just say, let's just take the road trip yeah. off, the week off. Sure. Um, he is getting paid through this, Mark Topkin did confirm. Right. Um, you know, and it, it gives time for all parties to to try to figure out, I, I guess, what they're dealing with and what the, what the truth really is. And that's what yeah. ultimately, you know, you want to get to in these. I mean, you know, we remember Ian Cole. With the lightning last year when there were some posts that came up i believe yep. it was about a week, and then they they that's when they ended the investigation and determined that there was no credibility to it and and he was reinstated and it was the same type of thing i mean he was away from the team and and and, and you know on a restricted or whatever n h l calls that list um you know it, it's there's not a lot to say about it to be honest because we just don't know i mean we know what. Was alleged on social media, and now it's trying to figure out what what is the truth. I mean, Wander presumably knows, and and what he's sharing or telling people, you know, in in baseball, in the organization, and then what you know the authorities are going to find. Baseball has their own kind of investigation unit with this, kind of separate mm-hmm. from the teams that they they can do, and then the Dominican Republic is investigating it as well because it's an allegation with the minor. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm interested how that uh, sort of like how they. Um you know whether they would share information, or those would run concurrently, or just just what that's all about. I don't know. You know what the system is in the Dominican, obviously. Um, whether you'd have one problem with law enforcement there, and another with baseball, and another with law enforcement here. I mean, these are all, you know, questions for people um, smarter than I am. But, um, but it's not. It's it, it's an it's an icky thing, right? It's like well, now it's something that anyone would ever want to be accused of. Um, and he certainly has the presumption of innocence until uh, some proof really comes forward beyond social media, which uh, is not exactly the most reliable source. But for the Rays, like this is this is a very critical part of the season. I mean, they're on a on a West Coast swing, um, and there are three games as they enter play on Monday night. There are three games behind the Orioles, who were also winning. Um, they need to make up some ground and to be without. Their best player, the guy that's really come alive, uh, that that's really kind of made the rest of the offense um, get get toasty as well. To take that bat out of the lineup, to take his defense out of the lineup, mm-hmm. and these these are tangible things that they win with every single night. And it's it's not a good time for the Rays to, you know, potentially fall, you know, four, five, six games back um, if they don't have, you know, their their best players. So, you know, all of that is. Um, uh, is something they're going to have to overcome, and, and these things happen. If he were to get injured and miss ten days, you'd have to do the same thing. So it, it's that's you know it's one of those deals. It's professional sports. Um, I just you know what I got to thinking about today, Steve. What is it with the Rays? Like, remember another superstar that was a can't miss guy that they drafted, and he was a baller, mm-hmm. absolute baller, Josh Hamilton. Yep. Totally different problems, obviously, substance abuse and all of that. But they had Josh Freaking Hamilton that they had in their in their system that they had drafted. And he and everybody said this guy's Paul Bunyan, man. Like he, he's a can't miss. And he was. Like you talk about a dude that could hit, hit with power, run, throw, right? But he got derailed pretty early on in his career. Um with substance abuse now he made it back but by the time he did he was already dealt to to the texas rangers um and it's just i mean it's unbelievable right That you have that kind of a talent those kinds of generational superstars and then all of a sudden it's like yeah well (laughs) something's going to derail them but um but that's the last as
0: you always say we can't have nice things
1: we can't have nice. well we did have nice things though (laughs) that's the thing like tom brady where are you He's over there in Birmingham, England. He's part owner of a team over there. Yeah, He's in like pints touring, with the fans. In pints with fans and, you know, going to concerts with his daughter and like Oh, man, don't you don't you love football anymore? Like what the heck? Can't all be funny. No, He deserves it. But uh yeah. And it's, you know, it is sort of one of the most Tampa things ever that. You know what? They got this great shortstop. He's going to be a, you know, 10-time All-Star. Possible Hall of Famer, greatest Ray of all time. Oh yeah, he's in trouble. <laughs> like, wait a minute, <laughs> is, he just got here like five minutes ago. What do you mean he's in trouble? Of all people, so. But this will be a test for their ball club too, because you know, anytime you you, you know you lose somebody, especially under these circumstances, the jolt to their system. They got to go out there and they got to keep producing. They got to win without him, as if he were hurt. You know, you'd have the train. The train moves on. You know, no one's going to stop stop the game from from continuing so um they'll just have to find a way to win win games and hopefully make something of this road trip especially after the three and three homestand that they just got over
0: well and the rays are playing right now and tyler glass now on the mound returning from the back injury so far what is he three scoreless innings yeah we're in the top yeah. of the four zero zero so
1: looks good throwing mm-hmm. 98 97 98 yep. so the velocity is up doesn't seem to be any discomfort of course it's only the third inning let's see how many times he can get up and down. Um, but, yeah, those are all real positive signs. and
0: Real positive is Shane uh, McClanahan meets with the doctor today to determine what surgery, if any, he's going to have. Now, he's already been moved to the 60-day IL. Yeah. But that could determine what happens into next year even.
1: I think I think this is more about next year, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. I think that, that Kevin Cash made it clear that, oh, yeah, he's he's probably done for this season. I can't imagine a scenario where they would come back and say, no, no, he can pitch. Um, I think he's going to have something done to his arm, whether that's particles or surgery or Tommy John or whatever. Um, but, yeah, you hope that it's not as as dire as, hey, he's not going to pitch next season either. You know, that's, that's the part that would really be tough to swallow. Um, and he's had Tommy John already, um, you know, when he was in college at USF, so this is not – not his first one, which is also kind of daunting in and of itself, but yeah that's uh, that's coming down that look they need to get some guys back they need they need they need to get healthy um and they need this to go they need this to go past they need to get past this wander stuff it needs to you know somehow settle in his favor because this is a this is a ball club that's uh that's gonna be reeling a little bit, but the show goes on. Uh, we also are going to go on and talk to you about the Bucks as they head up to uh, New Jersey to practice against the New York Jets. Some breaking news about that and developments on that front uh, happen as well on Monday. But first, I want to tell you guys how to uh, help yourselves during every hurricane season. And we are in the middle of hurricane season right now. But the good news is that you can keep your power on without breaking the bank. And that's with solar battery backup power. There's no fuel cost to run it, there's no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance costs, and May Electric Solar, you know about them, they've offered a 15-year warranty on their solar battery backup. Plus, solar battery backup saves you hundreds of dollars each month. If you lose power, a generator can cost over $2,000 a week just to run. So, solar battery backup uh, systems qualify for a 30% tax credit as well for new systems, or for adding a battery to your existing M phase solar system. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup, or to get started, call 727 819 2862, or you can visit MayElectricSolar.com.
0: Breaking news before we get to Bucks mm-hmm. Oslavis Basabi, two run single in the fourth inning, his first career RBI. His first pitch that he saw in the major leagues, he doubled. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So, nice debut for the kid uh, coming up from from the minors. And And that was Sunday. Now
0: he gets his first RBI, two of them.
1: And that's the thing, right, about professional sports, about sports in general, really about life, is there's always, you know, somebody's misfortune or injury or, you know, and they used to say this all the time, you know, to me in, in football, it's like, Everybody gets their job the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Well, you're either taking over for an injured player as a young player or somebody wasn't producing. You know, like that's yep. that's how you get the rep. That's how you get the start. That's how you get the job. Tom Brady doesn't,
0: if, if Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, Tom Brady doesn't it. win seven Super Bowls.
1: Greatest football player of all time, seven Super Bowls, and it's all because there was a big hit against the Jets that, you know, Almost tore Drew Bledsoe in half. Um, and now uh, a double by Yandy Diaz, I believe, who's going to score at least one run.
0: That should score Basabi uh, from first. Yep, 3, nothing. Yep, so, you three know. Nothing. so Breaking news as you hear this podcast hours later. That's right.
1: Ain't it great if you didn't hear the game? You're now <laughs> hearing it sort of not live but as it's happening. Well,
0: it was a late game. So, I mean, it started, what, 945 yeah, that's Eastern? Right. So. That's right.
1: So you didn't even have to check the score. You can just listen to Sports Day Tampa Bay like you do every morning, and then you're getting your baseball. Um, what was I talking about? I have no idea. Uh, well, doesn't matter now. That thought is long gone. What was it?
0: Well, just how people get their jobs.
1: Oh yeah, that was it. Brad Johnson was talking about it. It is true. It's like, and this is so true in football. But like, yeah, I mean, you have to. You know, that's why. And and in football, guys don't like to even take a rep off. Like, even if you're dinged up or you're a little hurting and you need a day. I'm telling you, Tom Brady will tell you this. He did not want anyone to take a rep. Now, this was, of course, he was a six-round pick and had to battle his way to the top and got his job when Bledsoe got hurt, but he knew what that meant, and he knew that it meant that he has to be available to his team, which is why he worked so hard both on his body and also to protect himself in the pocket, getting rid of the ball, because, as he said many times, I would rather lose several games than get hurt and lose a season you know because all he wanted to do was play he knew that he was so valuable to his team that he had to be able to answer the bell every sunday or monday or thursday and so he did but um yeah you just you you, you know and and so this is an opportunity now somebody's going to have to step in there and play second somebody's going to have an opportunity to uh to take those at bats from wander and you see with not that they're going to replace wander franco but it is their chance to establish themselves as Someone who can um, compete in the big leagues, which is cool. Do we have a question before we go forward with the Bucks on uh, on Wander Franco? Yeah, well, uh, Kevin Cash. I think it was.
0: Uh, yeah, Michael had tweeted us. He asked, "Why did the Rays throw Kevin Cash in front of the media to take questions about Wander Franco's off the field accusations? Should they have had a front office member address these concerns?"
1: Well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was just in the natural order of things after the game. Kevin Cash makes him so They make him available for a few minutes after mm-hmm. every game. Yep, And since more had developed sort of during the game about Wandro and, and and before they said they, they were not playing him because he had played 40 straight games and that he needed to get off his feet, then when the news broke, Cash admitted that, yeah, I'm aware of that story that's out there. Really don't know anything about it. But trust me, um, it was unrelated to us not playing Wander today, even though it was kind of weird because it was Wander Franco cap day. And if you're 14 and under – Make your joke here. Uh, You got a cap, but Warner didn't play. And then he was, of course, sent home sort of out of the clubhouse before it all ended and and everybody stormed in. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think Cash was just doing what he does and has Mm -hmm. to do sort of after every game, you know. Well,
0: and I I think you couldn't – you didn't – and you couldn't put a front office person out there yet because you didn't – probably didn't know enough yet. Um, You know, it was a couple hours later that they put out a statement. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, Kevin Cash was just. I mean, normally you wouldn't have said anything, but the game right. just ended. Kevin Cash available to the media. Yeah. They went through the normal. You know how did you know? Eflin didn't look very good. Da da da. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got to the you know the, the the at the end they asked him about Wander, Was it really an off day, etc. Mm-hmm. And he just basically said, "Look, I'm aware of it, but no comment." And, yeah. And you move on. Um, now I know Peter Bendix, Bendix was on WDAE on Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. That was a pre-scheduled interview, but he continued on with it and and just mentioned that they're you know trying to figure it out and and right. you know they're going to follow baseball's lead basically yeah uh, for the investigation. So I mean, there's you know it wasn't like they said, okay, this just came out, Kevin, go talk to the media. I mean, it's in the normal course of a game, That's but right. also because you've been dealing with the game, you can easily say no comment. You know, mm-hmm. I'm aware but don't know much. And he, and to be honest, they he probably didn't, didn't know a lot. I mean, yeah. You know, unless they, they knew something before the game, mm-hmm. which maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Uh, you know, Well, there's a lot of
1: guys checking social media, so it, it could have gotten yeah. to the dugout at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah.
0: sure he was alerted to it. If not, you know, in the 5, 10 minutes from the time that they go to the locker room to open it sure. to the media – you know either someone from the Deep front briefing. office or the PR staff would have at least said hey this has happened during the game
1: yeah you're going to get a question you about know, this so yeah.
0: you know at this point we don't know much so obviously the only answer is no comment
1: mhm yeah and then we found out shortly thereafter that uh you know that he wasn't going to go with the Rays out west and so on and so forth so we'll you know we'll see what uh what happens going forward with him Meanwhile, um, kind of weird out there on Monday with the Buccaneers. It was after practice sometime. I want to say probably about 11.30 or so, maybe a little earlier than that. Anyway, I got word. You know, we're, we're headed up. I'm headed up this morning as you listen to this podcast to um, New Jersey. And the Bucks are set to have joint workouts, plural, with the New York Jets, or so we thought. And that's why, you know, that's why I'm going up Tuesday because the workouts start early uh, Wednesday morning. And we were told initially that, you know, they would practice against the Jets. And this is usually the protocol is is the visiting team would go up there a few days early, practice Wednesday, practice Thursday. Then the teams would do their own thing and then walk, out, walk through situation at the stadium or wherever they want to work on Friday and then play the game Saturday night. Well, the Jets had another idea. And I don't from and, and no one's saying this to me on the record at least. Um, but I can't imagine the Bucs are all that happy about it because the Jets came out with an announcement which would tell you that well this is something to announce this was not planned initially, but they said, "Yeah, we're going to practice one day with the Bucks on Wednesday and then we're going to play the game on Saturday, leaving the Bucks to sort of scramble from what I understand to find a venue where they can practice on their own on Thursday because they don't want to take a bunch of days off before they play uh, the game on Saturday. Of course, they got a walkthrough on Friday already scheduled. So, yeah, it was just kind of like, hmm, what's going on, you know, with the Jets. Now, there's a lot going on with the Jets, right? I mean, they're a high high profile team in the biggest media market in, in the United States. They've got Aaron Rodgers, and, oh, by the way, breaking news, dun, 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 dun. Dalvin Cook is now your latest member of the New York Football Jets, and he's not going to be available right away, certainly not uh, not while we're up there because I think uh, he's uh, his girlfriend, or possibly his wife, I'm not sure which, um, is having their first child, and he's also about a week or two away from having been be cleared for everything because of a shoulder injury that he had uh, in Dallas. So, so we won't see him, uh, most likely up there, uh, during the next few days, but my goodness, does this every day remind you more and more of what Tom Brady did after leaving the Patriots after 20 years, coming to the Buccaneers. And then lo and behold, here come all the free agents wanting to play for him. Um, sometimes taking less money, and and that's sort of you know what the Jets remind me of. Who had a really they have a really good core defense. They got some skilled players on the outside, but Rodgers has brought in his guys right, Allen Lazard and these kind of guys, and there'll be more. But then to get a Dalvin Cook, right? Who, for my money, way better than Leonard Fournette um, at those points in their careers, is uh, is really saying something.
0: It, it really is, and then we saw another running back off the board today too. Mm-hmm. As Ezekiel Elliott went to the Patriots,
1: Zeke, so, and uh, you know what, Zeke just started to interrupt. You. Zeke took what exactly what Skip Pete said it would be, and Skip Pete was his former coach with for the Dallas Cowboys. Now with the Bucks, he said, "You know the problem with Zeke is he could sign tomorrow, but he's got to figure out that he's not a twelve million dollar a year running back. He's a three to four million dollar running back." Well, guess what? That's exactly what how much money they gave him prior to uh, playing incentives. So,
0: yep. But the 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 whole. Pra- joint practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was announced months ago, two joint yeah. practices. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I'm the Bucs, if this played out the way I think it did, and mm-hmm. maybe the hard knocks cameras will catch what happened. Maybe. Although yeah. I doubt it. But because they do get to uh, edit anything they out that they don't want out there. Correct. But if I'm the Bucs, I'm ticked. Like, why am I yeah, going up are. to New York? four days early or three days early whatever it is for two practices but oh no we're only getting one
1: one two-hour practice yeah
0: and now we got to go practice somewhere else we could do that mm-hmm. in tampa bay that's we right We got a beautiful indoor facility we built we got beautiful mm-hmm. w- you know one buck place there or the advent health center train you know whatever they call it now mm-hmm. like
1: what are we doing it's I don't get it. At minimum, they would have come up a day later, right? They could have practiced mm-hmm. Thursday, walked through Friday, and then right. and then played the game. But you know, all those arrangements have been made: charter flights, hotel rooms. You can't get that back. Um, and so they're like, well, you know, our choices are: eat the money, don't go at all. You've eventually got to go there anyway, though, because you are playing them Saturday night. Uh, so it's not like you can avoid the trip. But
0: well, it's not like the Jets are doing the practice on. Th- if they were Thursday, they could have gone up a day later.
1: Absolutely. but no you're
0: doing the practice on Wednesday
1: absolutely it makes I,
0: zero sense from the outside
1: mm-mm. I'm sure the Jets have their reasons and I'm sure I don't know what they are and I'm also sure that the Bucks are not happy about this so I don't know whether that will manifest itself in any kind of extracurricular uh practice demeanor but um you know certainly they have other ideas and And the other thing it affects, quite frankly, like Todd Bowles was was preparing to have all his starters go hard and go a lot against the Jets in this controlled, you know, workout, so to speak. Because you're not in fear of them, you know, getting hurt by contact. They're not tackling to the ground. But you can get really good work against the Jets' best defense, and they're one of the best in the NFL. And then if that goes off, you know, when you're done with it, you go, okay, how about everybody – that we're counting on sits and then we'll just we'll play the quarterbacks much like we did in the first preseason game but we are not going to tax mike evans and chris godwin we're going to tax them during these joint workouts and, and make them get better but then the evaluation on saturday night is really for the guys you know the rookies and the first year guys and i'm trying to see whether there's a spot for them on this team or not i want them to play extensively so that's sort of you know, was his plan. But now, if you're not going to get a ton of work except one practice with your veterans, do you go another week without these guys seeing the field, seeing actual tackle to the ground contact and stuff like that? You could. Um, I think they're all going to play in the third preseason game, you know. But it's not ideal because it's, you know, it's kind of made for a real adjustment. And you want Baker and you, you want Kyle to have as many practices against the Jets' defense for further evaluation because you still, you know, I think we all know where this is headed, you still haven't gathered all the data just yet. And I really do believe that by the time we talk on Monday or Tuesday of next week, um, Bowles will have decided on a quarterback. I just have that feeling that that's the way it's going to go down.
0: Yeah, I would think going into that week for the third preseason game, you want to have all your ones ready. So they're sure taking all the reps together, including your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you know, by the you know, you'll know, you have your full offensive line there. You'll have everyone. Like, I mean, you want your quarterback decided by then,
1: And that's your first dress rehearsal with the starting offensive line, uh, offensive unit, because you haven't had Mike Evans and Godwin and all those linemen and, and, and the tight end there at any one given time with Rashad White under center and, and Baker. So I totally agree with you. I think, you 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 have to have them all together in that final game. And then and then you can decide how much is too much. You know, remember Brady last year missed the first two preseason games with the uh off field stuff that he had going, but then he came to Indianapolis and played in the third. He didn't play long, played played long enough though, like played three or four series. Um and that was it. And he was ready. You know, now he, you know, had played twenty one years at that point, but still, um, you wanna you wanna get to your starting your starters as quickly as possible. And it and I think now the team also recognizes Baker's better prepared to start the season. Doesn't mean again that Trask won't play at some point or, or wouldn't play well if he gets his opportunity. Um, but it's starting to show, he's starting to separate a little bit like he should. And um, we'll see just how quickly Todd Bowles makes that announcement. All right, so I'll be headed up to uh, New York, New Jersey with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they begin their uh, at least one day joint workout with the Jets on third on no excuse me on Wednesday, um, and the Bucks will, or the Rays will continue their series against the Giants. You could also we've uh, going to have Matt Baker on tomorrow to talk college football his poll where he has mm-hmm. Florida State, where Florida State is ranked in the top 25 nationally as well.
0: Yeah, the AP um, poll is out now. And mm-hmm. his ballot had Florida State higher than the rest of the AP.
1: It really did. And he can explain why he would do such a crazy thing like that, but he had him up there. Uh so we'll talk to Matt about that. And you can also send your mailbag questions in any time with all that's going on with the Rays with the Bucks, all of that. Um plenty of people interested in, in, in uh you know, different storylines. Uh we're really, i with both teams right now. Before long, the Lightning will be starting up as well. But anything you want to bring to the table, send it to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at com. For Steve Burstyn, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.